Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. And we're on and welcome to Three Yards Per Carry. I am not Simon Clancy. He is not here. He went to sleep very, very late because the Dolphins played a night game. And where the part of the world where Simon Clancy is at that time is extremely late. So he went to bed somewhere around 5 a.m. his time. So he used that as an excuse to not be here today. What do you think of that excuse, Chris? You know what? I think uh, no excuses, you know, play ball. Yeah, right. He should have played hurt. Yeah, you got you to gotta play hurt. You play through the pain. Yeah, he's in the protocol for whatever reason. He's in the the uh, I couldn't sleep protocol. You know, get off of that thing. You know, but I think he's in the uh, well. You know, I think I think the Patriots are significantly worse than maybe uh, maybe even he thought that they were going to be. But uh, yeah, um, and we're gonna get to that, and we're gonna and we're gonna talk plenty about this game in the second half of the show. We'll do this uh, three good, three bad of what we saw in the game. And, of course, we'll finish off by giving our game balls of this 24-17 to 17 victory, which was more stirring than I expected it to be. I expected it to be a little um, more comfortable, although all our predictions were kind of on because I predicted mm-hmm. 27-20 with a furious uh, New England uh, mad rush at the end to make it close, and I guess that was kind of right. You predicted 30-15. to 7, uh, 15, and mm-hmm. if if we can manage to kick field goals, and we'll talk about a little bit about Jason Sanders because everybody's doing that bit today. We'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll spend at least thirty seconds on Jason Sanders, I promise, in the first half of the show. So you were almost spot on, and Simon, I believe, predicted twenty four sixteen, which is pretty pretty close as well. So we'll get to all of that, but first, we are brought to you by GoPuff. Go to gopuff.com and use the promo code WELCOME1010. You get $10 off your first 10 orders. We're also brought to you by Factor Meals. Use the promo code 3 yards per carry. That's the number 3 yards per carry 50. So it's 3 yards per carry 50. And you get 50% off your first order. And of course, prize picks. Use the promo code 3 yards. That's the number 3 yards. And you get $100. If you deposit $100, it's a one-time rollover. It's literally the best deal there is anywhere on any fantasy sports website. Go there now. Sign up. And, of course, discount lots. We have a lot of sponsors, don't we, Chris? Yeah, we're racking them up here. Yeah, this is a lot, okay? There's also three more sponsors, but I don't give them a read at the top of the show. But, yes, go to discountlots.com. And use the promo code five. You could call them also at 661-485-4086 and find out how land ownership is made easy. All right. After getting all of that out of the way, man, uh, this game was a little closer than 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 it should have been. But I got to start here. And this is completely off topic, off topic, because this is our opponent this week. OK, but this happened today. And I if I don't get to it today. I probably won't get to it on Thursday's show, but Sean Payton in July said this, and I quote, they couldn't get a play in. It might've been the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. He was talking about the play calling operation with Nathaniel Hackett and the Denver Broncos last season. This is Sean Payton after the game yesterday against the commanders. 
We got slow play calling operations. We've got to reduce the verbiage to bring in the calls faster. <laughs> I'll leave that there and we'll say more about it on Thursday. But I just thought it was I just had to bring this up because I, I would have forgotten by Thursday. All right. Patriots, Dolphins. Uh, overall, Chris, your thoughts on the game. I promise everybody's think everybody wants to get harp on this Jason Sanders thing today. But your thoughts on this game overall. Um, overall, I didn't really expect it to be close. Um, and it, it obviously was a little bit closer than, uh, than I would have expected. Uh, like, like we talked about, like you already talked about, I kind of expected a 30 to 15 ball game. I felt like the, the missed field goals were, you know, the difference between what we ended up with versus what we ended up, uh, you know, 30 to 17 outcome, which probably could have been even worse or, you know, I, not worse, but more in our favor if um, if Connor Williams would get over these snapping issues. But um, but I think that uh, and, you know, if the officiating could do any kind of competent job during the game, um, which uh, it was it was actually quite bad in that game. But, um, yeah, so I, I didn't think it was all that close. And I, I, I got to be honest, like. I was, you know, I'm kind of like tentative, nervous, so I'm wondering how this game's going to go. And then within, you know, the quarter, you kind of saw how the game was going to go. And um, and even when, you know, there's there's a lot of guys, a lot of people I saw out there, there was, ah, they're coming back, momentum's in their favor. They got the the missed field goal. Ah, they're going to tie it up. They're going to bring it in over to, we're in deep trouble. We're, in, you know, I never, you know, my favorite, my favorite that. was, my favorite was if there's ever a team that's going to go for two and win it in regulation, it's them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and so that was Collinsworth. And, and I think that, you know, I'm hearing it from, I'm seeing it across Twitter. I'm seeing it in, on, um, on our discord. I'm seeing, you know, um, you know, clearly Simon was very worried that we we're going to go into overtime. Uh, you know, it's just I never felt that way, really. Um, I just just because the whole way both teams were exactly who I thought that they were, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and to some degree, I think that the Dolphins might have played down to their opponent a little bit with some uh, with some miscues. But then again, you know, miscues are kind of part of our game and we have to learn to we have to learn to accept that um because the the kind of team that we are it's not ideal um but uh but yeah miscues are a part of who we are unfortunately right now um but yeah i I think that we we still moved the ball you know they they clearly uh countered uh with deeper coverage and uh three safeties back deep and and things like that to try and prevent all the explosives that the chargers allowed us um, and then, you know, we countered by, you know, even quicker passing attack and, uh, and, and running the football. Um, and, and we still should have hung up 30 on them in only 10 drives, you know? Uh, and, and that's the other thing is this, this, these opponents, for some reason, the Dolphins and, uh, Patriots, you know, this has been going on for years. For some reason, these are just low drive games. Like the the pure number of drives are always pretty low, and the games are always pretty short. And we only had about ten drives to do our damage. We hung up, you know, twenty four on them. Probably should have been more like thirty plus. Um, and I think that's a fairly good uh, offensive debt. Uh, and and on the other side of things, you know, they got a touchdown, and and 
on one touchdown because the officiating doesn't forgot their own rule book about uh, about <laughs> guys blocking blocking five yards down the field on uh, on pass plays. I mean, Chris, it was, do you it know was what do you know what the ludicrous. do you know what the line judge is? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, evidently the line judge doesn't know what the line judge is. Do you know where he lines up? Well, is the line judge the line judge because he's lining up doing lines of coke during the game? Because that's kind of what I, what I assumed. Well, the line judge happens to line up on the line, and do you know why he lines up on the line? To, to uh, catch, yeah, to catch, to catch exactly, yeah, to catch five offensive linemen just wandering into into space into the end zone. Yeah, it, it was beautiful or, though. It was beautiful coordination. You know, it was beautiful coordination. You know, uh, yeah. like to get five offensive linemen all into the end zone inside of the play and the pass going to the end zone is remarkable. It, re- it really is like, you know, well, not not to mention not to mention the tight end himself, who was <laughs> blocking, you know, clear the, the guy who caught the ball was was just I mean, he was not running around. He was not trying to get free, you know, of, of physical coverage. He was just blocking. Until he noticed that the quarterback wanted to pass the ball, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, I guess I'll release and, and catch a pass now." And uh, I mean, it was just—it's just ludicrous. And um, you know, that was one of the Patriots' scores of the game. Uh, so you know, there's 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 a lot there's all kinds of shenanigans going on. Overall, I, I will say this. Leave it, you know, in a league that is trying to copy the Dolphins. Um, you know, shout out to Mike McDaniel uh, for going in the lab, and you know, and this is established a year ago too with the motions and the things they do with Tyreek Hill. Um, By the way, you know, I got something on that. Sean McVay yeah. is the most egregious of them all. Oh yeah, he uh, with with Tutu Atwell with what what? Yes, what with Tutu Atwell and Tutu? Puka Nakua. By the way, Puka Nakua, Jesus Christ, is is he good or what? Yeah, he's 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 a solid player. He's he's a really good player. Um, but I mean, yeah, so, so obviously he's, he's copying a little bit, he's cribbing a little bit, but you know, those guys are so similar. They're, they're from the same, you know, uh, family, I guess, of offensive uh, minds. So you, you kind of expect that, but, um, Josh Norris was saying on their, uh, on their video with Colt McCoy saying, you know, you, you ask around the league during the off season, you know, who is doing some things that you kind of want to incorporate into your own offense. And he said that the. You know, the most popular answer by far was uh, the Mike McDaniel's motions with Tyreek Hill. Well, okay, so the league is trying to copy this to get better offense. Leave it to Bill Belichick to incorporate that idea into a special teams play instead of offense. And and that's what he did and, and, and get a blocked field goal out of it. But in a way, it was kind of sad to me Yes, because, yeah. like, you know, because because it's like, you know, buddy, you're hitting singles. You're going for singles now. And didn't you used to be Bill Belichick? You know, when you had Tom Brady bailing you out all the time on offense, um, you know, a, a thing like that, what they did on the, the blocked field goal could could be a difference maker, um, particularly in a big game, you know, and. and but here you are, you whipped that out like this was your big idea. You're not getting better offense. You're getting a blocked field goal it gets better in than a that. week in a week two home loss. And that's to, just to pathetic. start the season off for the first time, 0 2 since, uh, since 2021. I mean, since, since, since 2001. 
since since before Tom Brady took over. Yes. <laughs> and uh and 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 it just seems it just came off kind of you know, it was a great it was a great play. Kudos to them. I get it. But at the same time, like that's it. That's all you got. Like, and it gets better than that. Did, did you watch Pat McAfee today talk about that? Because Pat McAfee, man, first of all, he makes it fun. Because special teams makes me makes my eyes like you know glaze over. Like I just fall asleep. Like you know, I just <laughs> nod off. All right, when I hear people talk about special teams, yeah, like, so okay, I. you know, like uh, you know, uh, b- uh by the way, um, uh, our new R one was pretty damn good yesterday. Do you know who that was? Uh, no, I didn't see. I, I again, uh, special teams. I kind of, I kind of glaze over a little bit unless something goes really it was wrong. Special, it was special, and team, then I'll bitch about it. It was special teams ace Cam Smith, and his uh, film is worth watching. Okay, let's just say that he took Matthew Slater. By the way, they tried to call it an illegal play. He took Matthew Slater and launched him into the to the cheap seats. Oh, I did see that. Okay, and it was completely legal. Because he disengaged him as soon as he launched him into the stands, and then he came back into the field of play and then buried him again. <laughs> Great play, <laughs> Cam Smith. But uh, yeah, it gets better than that on that play, and we're gonna spend a little time on that play because it's innovative, and I think it may it's I think it made history because everybody in the mother's gonna start copying that thing. Pat McAfee on his show today said. Uh, who was a punter for the New England Patriots for four or five years? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 who who was? I mean, they had to have a couple of them. How our far holder. Our holder, Jake Bailey. Are you talking about Jake Bailey? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So, so obviously he knows them, right? Like he he had them there for for about four or five seasons. Mm-hmm. And Pat McAfee says, "I want you to see this as he's going to hold." And when he's gonna hold, you see that 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 whatever that guy's name is, okay? Like I, I don't remember his name, but he times it so perfectly that there has to be a cue that he's getting. Either he's getting the cue from the sideline, or he knows what he's watching or what he's looking at. On the film, you see that he's not even looking at the ball; he's staring at Bailey. And what you see Bailey do is that he looks up, and right before he calls for the snap, most guys what they do is they 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 show the the long snapper a fist. And then once they open their hand, they're just saying, snap it whenever you want. You know what I mean? Jake mm-hmm. Bailey does something different. He drops his head like he was taking a deep breath, and he lifts his head. You see that that guy starts running as soon as that, that guy drops his head. As soon as Bailey drops his head, mm-hmm. that guy started running. These guys figured out a cue, a tell that our holder has to pull that off last night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how, I mean, kudos, kudos to them. Kudos yeah. to them. They're gonna. I mean, other teams are gonna try to copy it, but it's uh, it, it's easily. It's it's one of those things that, it's one of those things that once you surprise somebody with it, I'm not sure that uh, I'm not sure that you'll be able to succeed at it again. Yeah, to, yeah, that's something you bring out in the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah. Like, right. Instead, yeah. and instead, he brought it out in week two. <laughs> <laughs> and a home yeah. loss <laughs> yeah and it just it just struck me really like i was just like damn man that's that's tough that, that's where we've arrived that's where we are in that's, the year of our lord 2023 that's that's where that's where the patriots are right now and that's that's just kind of sad to me all right now let's talk about where the dolphins are right now and then we'll go to break um uh, they can't be in a better position uh 
they got a big game against like if you look at the schedule going going forward, they play nine home games. They play five on the road, and, and everybody's like, well, but you're missing a no, I'm not missing one. They play one in Germany against Kansas City. Sure is nice not to have to go to Arrowhead. Okay. They're going to yes. Buffalo when the weather is beautiful in upstate New York. I guess they have a bad weather game, maybe Black Friday in New York, but they're facing Zach Wilson. Like this, there's too much good news here. And I guess there'll be and, bad there'll be bad weather in Baltimore on New Year's Eve, but and they look like a pretty decent football team. This schedule has shaped up for them, especially since they won the first two games on the road. Like well, it can't and, get any better than this. Here's here's the thing about that, Alf. Like, and this is what where it kind of like annoyed me whenever I I hear people talking about you know squawking about the uh, the schedule before the season begins, like. You know, oh man, have you seen our schedule? It's like you know, it was it was the fifth hardest in the NFL, and you know the this is going to be this is going to be so bad. There's going to be there's you know we're going to be losing games. You know we're we're not going to be competing for the number one seed, obviously because of the schedule and you know stuff like that. And I'm like, you know what? The schedule always looks so much different before the season begins than mm-hmm. as you get into it. And right now, here we sit as we get into it. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is no more. Um, you know, Zach Wilson had a glorious, you know, kind of win against the uh, against Buffalo, which helped us, frankly. Um, and uh, and and now he's he's back to being Zach Wilson, and um, and so they're not. They're not in the the picture, and and meanwhile we've just covered two of our road games. As you say, we've only got five more games in another in another team's home stadium in front of their home crowd. Um, only one of them could be a bad weather game, and that one is going to be against Zach. Well, I mean, dude, this is a great schedule. This is a great remaining schedule. <laughs> it and, is. It really is. And, and so and, and it's like, and and everybody was bitching about the schedule before. Like, you know, man, this schedule's so hard. And it's, it's like, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> and uh, sure enough. Yeah, even even uh, in three weeks, we play the the Giants. And normally, like, that's not, you know, it's not a pushover. Like, they're a decent team. They, they won a playoff game last season. Uh, Sequan right. Barkley might not be there for that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has a ordinary ankle sprain which i've never i've never once in my life heard that in a football like you know sense yeah i've always I've heard like normal ankle ankle sprain which is two to four weeks or high ankle sprain which could be six weeks <laughs> you know that's yeah, what I, I mean heard. i've just never heard them say he has an ordinary ankle sprain um which is like okay and and they're starting at three weeks here which is like that doesn't that doesn't necessarily sound like an ordinary ankle sprain to me, but okay, <laughs> that sounds like one of those ankle sprains where you 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 might try and get back a little bit early with tightrope or something. I don't know. Yeah, Who I don't knows? know if they even do that anymore. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go to break, and when we come back, we'll do three good things and three bad things we saw out there. I promise you, Jason Sanders will be mentioned. So will the offensive line and a certain right tackle, Austin Jackson. But first. These words. 
let me introduce you to discountlots.com. You can become a landowner for less than $500 down and in less than five minutes. You heard that right. Discount Lots has transformed land ownership. No more hefty down payments, fees, and credit score worries. Now, imagine owning a piece of property with just a $1 down payment and $300 documentation fee. Discountlots.com makes that possible. And here's the kicker. You will get an extra 10% off any property by using the promo code 5. That's the word 5. F-I-V-E. Discount Lots makes land ownership accessible to everyone with no credit checks, no background checks, and no income checks. Go to DiscountLots.com today and make land ownership easy. Again, use the promo code 5. F-I-V-E for 10% off any property on the site or you can just call 661 485-4086 and tell them the promo code to get started. That's 5-F-I-V-E. Get started and begin your dream of land ownership with DiscountLots.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six. That's nine five four five seven nine zero three five six. Or visit the website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than eighty five star reviews on Google and Facebook. 
Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. And we're back. And as promised, three good, three bad. I'll go first. So Chris could... Uh, and I'm going to leave uh, I'm gonna leave Austin Jackson out of it. I, I will say this about Austin Jackson. If you watch his tape, he was actually pretty good against everybody not named uh, Matthew Judon. Uh, Matthew Judon kind of destroyed him. And everybody, oh, he gave up a sack. Like, what are you talking about? No, he gave up like four pressures uh, to Matthew Judon. Uh, he was a mess. He had two, two that I counted, actual pass pro sets against Matthew Judon that were considered, I w- that I would say were successful. The rest were all run actions. They were hiding the hell out of him, and he got help all day. Even one time, including from Isaiah Wen, who they pulled across the formation, and Matthew Judon just gave up because he just he started his rushing. He was like, what, what is this? You guys have the entire offensive line blocking me? And, of course, the ball was out in 1.9 seconds. So I'll yeah. leave Austin Jackson out of this one. But I will start with my goods. Man, Robert Hunt, man. And I'm not the big I, I know I'm like the 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 president of the Robert Hunt fan club. That guy's a good player, man. He's one of the best guards in football. He shows up on tape. And you know, don't discount what he's doing for Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson hasn't had a bad season so far. He had, I would say, a mediocre to bad game against the Patriots, but he was actually okay in the run game. And He's getting a ton of help from Robert Hunt. So Robert Hunt will be number one on my, my list of, of the good. Number two, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to squeeze in both guys. Bradley Chubb, best game as a dolphin. Okay. Uh what was it? Six pressures, a sack, two tackles for a loss, and a forced fumble. Monster game. And of course, Andrew Van Ginkle. How can I not? Okay. The first time that that I talked to Andrew Van Ginkle was um his first year here, and I asked him. You know, perfect world. If you could do what you wanted to do on the football field, if you dictated that, what would you want to do? Because I remember at the time where they were playing, they were playing them essentially everywhere. And he's like, I would just rush wide the entire game for 30 snaps. Guess what? He's pretty good at that. Okay. Let's keep doing that. How about that? And the third one, I'm going to give it to Tua because why not? His operation of the offense, I understand Raheem Mostert ran for 121 yards. I'll leave that for. For Chris, but man, two of the operation of the offense. If you look at his throw chart, it was all beautiful. It's it's all to the outside. You know, his operation was just great. And, and considering that the team that he was playing against was playing in the parking lot with their safeties, ultra conservative. He was taking what they were giving, and he was getting more than they wanted to give. Let's just say that. And my three bad before I turn it over to Chris. My three bad, Jason Sanders, I'm beyond concerned. I said I was concerned months ago. Um, I'm despondent at this point. Like, anytime he lines up, uh, how can you feel any confidence? You just can't. There is no confidence. It's two games. He missed an extra point that could have well lost you that game because, you know, contrary to popular belief, uh, Justin Herbert is capable of driving them 40 yards for a field goal. So he... Could easily lost you that game, and last night, good lord, you know it was it was just bad. It was just bad. He, I don't, I don't. Who the hell hooks a ball like that? It was perfect conditions, by the way. There was no wind last night. Who hooks a ball like that? He hit that thing a ton. That thing could have been good from seventy, but somehow it hooks that much at the end. Like, what is that? I don't see field goal kickers miss that badly, that often. So yeah, I'm 
I'm beyond despondent at this point. Uh, the other bad, I hated that decision. Like, it was completely out of character for Mike McDaniel. And his reasoning today, uh, I thought, was was poor. Like, his reasoning today was, whoa, you know, uh, we just mishandled a snap. And now it's fourth and three. So I just I just felt confident for Jason Sanders. No, no. what that sounds to me is like you thought it was like fourth and six. <laughs> you know what I mean? You probably didn't look up at the scoreboard and didn't see fourth and three. Dare I say that fourth and three, their success rate is probably a little higher than the 30 percent that Jason Sanders is hitting from 50 yards or more the last two seasons. So that was a poor decision. And my last bad one, man, the center these center quarterback exchanges, they work on it after practice. I know fans want to like, hey, man, stay after practice. They they do that. Like, I don't know where this is going. I did like Mike McDaniel's answer today. Like, you know, what else can, what else can you do? You're working on something that happens bad two out of 60 times in a game. Yeah, I understand that, Mike, but those two times could be pretty bad. All right? <laughs> against the Chargers, it probably cost you a touchdown because you were a buzzsaw against that that defense and you fumbled at the five yard line. Those you basically taking seven points off of your board. So those are my three good and my three bad. What say you, Chris? I'm going to say uh, for the, for the good, I'm going to start with the, um, the defensive line, just uh, uh, thematically the defensive lines play against the run in the game and uh, it's my understanding that Zach Sealer according to Christian Wilkins he really whipped them all up into a frenzy um you know I think it showed I don't think that they did anything they didn't do anything schematic or they didn't do anything from a personnel packaging standpoint that sort of explains this it sort of says um you know that this is they they change things up i mean yes they they started inserting david long uh more in nickel packages as as the other linebacker why most likely because andrew van ginkle um was needed on the outside as a pass rusher uh in, in this game um and so you know there was a, a number of things were happening that sort of explained the better run defense and uh, and one of them being, of course, the, the Patriots don't have a um, have a worse offensive line, particularly in the tackles, than uh, they saw just a week ago against the Chargers. Um, you know, David Long is one thing. I think he played an all right an all right game, but he also played better this week than he did last week. But I think the run the it started with the defensive linemen. I think they were all over it. I think that they played with more pride and they um they did a they did a fantastic job i think that on the other side of the ball um i gotta give it to i gotta give it to raheem mostert you know not necessarily to if if it wouldn't have been for that uh that that arm punt of Tua tongue of aloa's um i would have been tempted toward him not because i just you know we're just all Tua all the time or anything like that but because because they did something really odd in this game. Uh, PFF had them at an average release time of about 1.98 seconds. I'm not even sure I've seen that before um, ever. Uh, you know, and, and in addition to that, that average release time, it was something along the lines of, you know, over eight yards average depth, which, you know, that combination is just, it's just absurd to do something absurd like that and to make it work is is really is really special from the quarterback 
um, as well as the play caller, but Tua screwed it up. You know, you could argue that he he at least had some culpability in those uh, center snap exchanges, and he um, and he did have that that interception where you know yes he he did get ear holed by Matt Judon um, on the play because Austin Jackson just completely whiffed on him, but um, but at the same time you know he wasn't. He wasn't actually. He felt the pressure, but he didn't. He didn't actually get hit as he was throwing the ball. So that that was just all on him. That interception. So instead, I'm going to give it to Raheem Mostert because of what he did. The the sort of the the hard running that he did, breaking the game open at a very at, at what turned out to be a more important part of the game than probably it should have been. Uh, you know, with that big 43 yard run. Uh, touchdown run I think that he played he played with a lot of um, a lot of pride in uh, in that game and he got the he showed other teams that yeah we can go to the run when we need to and I think that's important they have to know that um, Rob Hunt I'm gonna just agree with you there I'm not gonna go go too hard hard into it but he had some pretty key plays um, including on that 43 yard touchdown run really great block by him there and not just because he happened to be the one pulling you know he um you know he he actually did a good job the concerns uh connor williams i i don't i don't know what to do at this point i'm with mcdaniel here i don't know what to do at this point because it's as he says you're kind of stuck because it's like it's 60 plays in a game and maybe like a couple of times it goes wrong, but those couple of times end up really costly or can end up really costly. Um, and at the, at what point do you make it the worst, the worst issues are the ones that aren't really very clear cut on what to do about. And because you just keep placing the guy in position to keep hurting you more and more. If it was really bad, you could just, okay, we're benching him. We're going to, we're going to figure something else out. Um, I don't know what to do about it, but I, as things stand, the way things are going, he's going to cost us a game. Um, and I know that I know I'm, I'm pretty, I'm like 95% certain that he's going to cost us a game this year. Um, and, and I don't know what to do about that. The other one, Jason Sanders, obviously I'll, I'll take it up. Uh, Jason Sanders concerning, I don't want to kill him too much on a, on a missed 55 yarder, but um, I feel like this one is actually a little overdue because of the missed extra point last week, which was <laughs> a lot more ridiculous to me, to be honest about it. Um, and then there's Eli Apple. And I know that he didn't have the worst of the games by the numbers, but it was clear, you know, this is how the Patriots operate on offense. They put a bullseye on somebody and, um, and then they, and then they'll just exploit it. They'll isolate and exploit over and over again. Tom Brady was the best at it. Um, and they don't have that anymore because Mac Jones is like the definition, like the, he is, he is true mid, like he is, he is prime Meridian GMT plus zero mid. Um, and, and so he can't really, he can't really exploit it that well. And then their, their skill position players are just, they they just don't make sense, so they couldn't really. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Well, they they don't, uh, and and it's not. They look better on paper than they actually put. Everybody on that offense is just good enough to lose. 
And I think that um, I, I think that they don't have the talent to exploit Eli Apple the way that they intended to. Um, and somebody else will come along and they will. And that's what concerns me. So, um, you know, I, I, I do look at Cam Smith getting getting going on special teams, starting to starting to look good there. You know, pretty soon we're going to need him to also start to do that on defense because we're going to need him to, to start getting in there. And I want I hope that we're not going to have like an Eli Apple loss hung on us before we have to make that transition to Cam Smith. Um, but you know, I, I'm concerned we're at a, we're at a nice yellow light there with, uh, with Eli Apple. So that's it. All right. And now we'll do our game balls and we'll get out of here. One game ball and one game ball only. I'll go first. Okay. It's easy to give it to Bradley Chubb. He's the star. He has a hundred million dollar contract. He just had his best game as a dolphin, but Andrew Van Ginkle. He was replacing Jalen Phillips, who was out because he tweaked his back on a Friday. Andrew Van Gickel was just as impressive as Bradley Chubb. Had almost identical stats, right down to the tackles for loss, the sack, the pressures. All he didn't have was a forced fumble, and he might have forced that fumble that, you know, that uh, Mac Jones kind of tuck-ruled his way to not fumbling. They're uh, at the goal line. So I'm going to give mine to Andrew Van Ginkle. Who gets your game ball, Chris? Yeah, I think I, I'm the same way. Um, again, I, I went into why I can't really do that with Tua um, in this game. But uh, Andrew Van Ginkle is to me because not only did he have that kind of day and have that kind of success as a pass rusher, but you know, if we're just comparing him, for example, to Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb went against the backup tackle, right? You know, he went against uh, Vidarian Lowe uh, instead of um, instead of Trent Brown. Uh, whereas Andrew Van Ginkle, you know, he went a lot against uh, against the actual starter Calvin Anderson. Um, and and Andrew Van Ginkle, think about how hard it is that just a week ago this guy was the off-ball linebacker in nickel. You know, like, and, and suddenly he's he's being thrown back into uh, an edge rushing position. Uh, not that you forget how to play football, but I mean, like, you know that that kind of um, that kind of turbulence from week to week is, can be difficult to deal with. And uh, he did it. He did it spectacularly. And then at the end of the day, the final play of the game, or final play that mattered anyway, uh, not victory formations. That fourth down play, you know, his his strength and, you know, pulling on Cole Strange <laughs> was the reason that he fell like about a football short. And it yeah. weren't for, you know, it weren't for him. I mean, there were multiple guys on him, but uh, he was I felt like he was the one making the most contact and doing and pulling the most weight there. And, you know. It's hard. To, that guy's a three hundred and some odd pounder, and it's hard hard to to keep him from from plowing forward like he did, and and he did plow forward anyway. But what's funny? What's reason. funny is that uh, usually big fat guys running with the football makes me happy. I was completely mm-hmm. terrified when I saw Cole Strange show that. Oh yeah. You see yeah, how he plucked you know, that ball you know that out of the air, spun, and started running toward the goal line? Like I was terrified. Yeah, you because know, you know Mike Gesicki's not going to break 
break tackle <laughs> and, was, and get that get that, that was hilarious half, right? 182 pound justin bethel stoned <laughs> mike Gusecki. yeah exactly so so instead the the most brilliant thing mike gasicki could have done in that situation is give it to that big beefy guy cole strange who was dragging people like it was tecmo super bowl three on the super nintendo system and uh, and it was just it was it was awful because I thought they did get the first down at first, but you know ultimately the reason they didn't. So from front to back of the game, Andrew Van Ginkle all over the place had it more difficult, I think, than several other players on the defense. Yet came through in the clutch, uh, and he's not even being paid that much. And um, and so I you know yeah you got to hand it to that guy. All right, and we'll get out of here on that note. On Thursday, we will talk Broncos, Dolphins, revenge game for many. Revenge game for Vic Fangio? Yes. Revenge game for Bradley Chubb? They traded him, so yes. Revenge game for Tua, since Sean Payton spent his entire broadcast career trashing him? Yes. We'll talk about all of that on Thursday. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.